0: They had it's a incredible. they had a deal where you could uh, get a, a latte and a CBD pre rolled joint for eleven dollars <laughs> just to start your day right. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that.
1: Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover.
0: We're geeks with geeks with geeks without God. We're geeks with geeks with geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're
1: Geeks Without God. This week on Geeks Without God, our guest Ron Bauman returns to talk with us about his drug of choice, which is performing, but also maybe some other drugs. Anyway, we talk about drugs a lot. Drugs. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without
2: God. We're
1: geeks we're geeks, we're geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nick Glover. Hey, hey. And Molly Glover. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. Uh, we are also joined by our good friend, frequent guest, uh, Ron Bauman, uh, joined remotely. Hi, Ron.
2: Hi. I'm waving. I'm waving at the podcast because I'm a genius. This is really great good. radio.
3: I'm, I'm actually sad because uh, right now the my boobs look really good on this this uh, in this shirt. I actually think <laughs> I have boobs in the shirt. And I was really really sad they're not seeing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well. Hey, At least I, you I, I, described I he it. <laughs> hey, Tim, uh, for people who don't know who Ron is, like if they just joined for the first time to listen and they haven't heard Ron on our podcast a, a bunch of times, who who the fuck is this guy? <laughs>
1: Ron, uh, Ron Bauman is a member of the Tortuga Twins, an entertaining uh, group that travels about the Renaissance Festival circuit. The
3: entertainment right. group. Yeah. yeah. One <laughs> yeah. Entertainment <Bob's> group. group <laughs> unimaginably.
2: and 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 admittedly, the least qualified person to ever be on this show.
1: Yeah. Uh, at least, well, maybe fourth after the I mean, hosts. But uh,
3: you're you're an atheist and a comedian and a geek, so I think that pretty much calls it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it covers pretty much our entire uh, milieu. <laughs> As it were. Ooh, so, we have a milieu. Milieu. Yes, milieu. milieu.
0: <laughs> Ron is also our uh, our go to DC a uh, film apologist.
3: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's uh,
0: right. <laughs> if we ever if we ever need someone to like a, a DC movie that we don't like, that we just we, can't. We can. not We can always rely on Ron.
2: Yeah. Oh, we're, so, we're, we're we're gonna at least mention the Eternals later on during this particular. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, all right. So let's let's just uh, let's get into our topic which is a drug of choice. That is your chosen topic, Ron. We were going to try and do this during the Renaissance Festival, but never could get it it to work out. So here we are, connected remotely to talk drug of choice. Ron, what's that about?
2: Okay, so uh, I want the topic today to be drug of choice because uh, for my very first appearance on this show, (laughs) my first one actually was September of 2012, uh, which is insane. Uh, I began... All right. Right. I went back and looked. It's like, son of a Um I started thinking about it when when Tim and I were like at morning meetings and we were, you know, what about this? We could discuss and what about that. We discuss and everything like that. And I, I kind of jokingly threw out, uh, you know, maybe we should talk about drugs. And he, he assured me, well, then you and Molly will have a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> Molly is very unabashedly former <laughs> drugs. And so that's that's I- the thing.
3: At that point, Tim had only known me really well for about a year.
2: <laughs> um, oh, no, no. This was at this most recent...
3: Oh, yeah, oh, oh. got, yeah. it, got yeah. it, got it, got um, it.
1: By now, I, I, I know you better. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. you know uh, you yeah. uh, better.
2: And also, I've been lately including a, a line in the show uh, in all the performances, really, talking about how the, the uh, applause and cheers and everything of the audience uh, is my drug of choice. And so, hmm. you know, it also ties into post-COVID performing, everything like that. I think that was a really... Nicely uh, done topic when you did it with Tony and there's more stuff to cover like that Uh, or and this is the third uh, Possibility we could just make a drug of choice as a topic because apparently Nick and I are utterly addicted to our DCU DCEU discussions
0: forever <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh what whatever gets you that uh that dopamine yeah that dopamine right? rush. that's that yeah, yeah. that is the place i live um I,
2: I actually do the line in the show it's like it's like the, the my drug of choice is the applause and the cheers in the
0: audience or edible gummies but really it's the applause thing so <laughs> well, it's uh it's the whole Tinkerbell thing right say again it's the whole tinkerbell thing right if you don't get applause then you'll you'll die
2: it literally says that on my uh, Facebook status uh, <laughs> for both for both the Ron and the Scaramouche character because it's just it really is. Um, you know, you guys were kind of aware of all the stuff that I was doing with the with the construction and this that and the other thing, and it was fun. It was rewarding everything like that, but it wasn't it wasn't being on stage, you know. And I still remember, I still remember the very first time I felt it when I was. Working with the other two guys, we were working at a, at a show, uh, a, a ringling uh mansion in Sarasota, Florida, at a medieval fair. And we were not even doing one of our you know great shows, but we had them, you know. We, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, that feeling when you, you oh, know, yeah. whenever I go, they're gonna come with me. And even for an atheist, it's like, this is what the gods feel like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what the gods feel, and this is why I do this, you know. And and apparently, like Molly, I've had. More than my fair share of fun and drugs, but there is nothing, nothing that feeds the need like, like, being on stage and, you too yes. look how innocent. Oh, guys, who you really want a camera for
1: right yeah, now? You...
3: I like how we're just we're just focusing on Molly's past drug use. Well, I,
1: <laughs> I only—it's—it's it's oh, just God. that Molly Molly talks about cocaine way
2: more than Nick does. That's all
1: I'm oh, saying. Oh,
3: that's 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 just funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, let me derail myself for one thing, or, or we leave it as something we can circle back to. Because oh, I said, or if you didn't want to discuss drug of choice, I could just have you guys explain the whole Dave Chappelle thing to me. Because oh, no. no, I
3: don't want to oh, get. He doesn't boy. need any more airtime. Yeah, he, I don't, he doesn't need a. He doesn't need a new platform. I think uh,
0: anyone he, can guess what we have to say about him pretty easily because it's a fairly fairly rational take, and yeah. So.
2: Okay, we I, I, we can circle back to drugs at any point, but but I did actually just before this this hit my hit my attention. So he's got a a, a new special coming out, a hundred comics, eleven days in all of L.A.
3: Sure, including Eddie Izzard. Okay, she's gonna do it too. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, a lot um, of people, a lot of people with money like other people with money. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> a lot of people need. Work. I mean, I worked for Jim Peterson for eight years. <laughs> it's me too. Yeah. Also,
3: like, it's it's. I think there's this thing where it's like, if you can, and I don't know why we got to this point with trans people because we sure as shit aren't there with black people where I can just point to one black person who likes me and say, "See, I can't be racist because this oh, no, black no, 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 person no, likes no, me."
2: Uh, I'm just curious as to what. I'm just curious. I haven't seen a special, so I can't speak to it myself. I am either.
3: We haven't either because the last one I watched was two specials ago and it was so fucking bad that we turned it off halfway through. Mm -hmm. I was just bored because it was low hanging fruit. It was misogynist jokes. It was boring to me. And I was like, there are comedians doing like much more interesting work that I could give my attention to. And to be honest, I don't really, I don't really care about dave Chappelle anymore and that doesn't mean i have to like actively hate him or boycott him i just don't think he's funny i'm just done
0: you know there's that thing and like kevin smith has talked about this with his career right kevin smith says he could never make clerks these days he could never make mall rats these days not because the culture has changed but because he's not broke he's not scrappy he's not <laughs> scraping to to get by yeah. and and he doesn't have those same challenges because he has all this financial and uh, privilege and all this fame. Yep. Right. So I kind of feel the same way about Dave Chappelle. He used to be funny as fuck and he can still be funny sometimes. Sure. Yeah. But like, I think the, the, the break he had where he made a very public exit and his subsequent return is uh, coming from a very different place than he was when he was doing comedy before. And I think whatever it was he had, it's fucking gone. He has lost it.
3: I used to well, also think Dane Cook was hilarious. I,
2: I used to I used to think Dennis Miller was the yeah. end all and be all. Yeah. You know? yeah. But,
3: yeah. But I can recite Dane was, Cook bits by heart. Dane for Cook for me sucks.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> about drugs.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, you know, Dave Chappelle's drug of choice is clearly applause and laughter. So I think that that circles back around. Yeah, You, know, really, you,
0: you could, it, you could be more general and say attention. Yeah. Because
2: he's yeah. Not, hang on. Hey, I'm looking something up. Hold on. I'm looking something up. Be patient with me or, sure. or keep talking.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> he's he's not doing all this controversy because it is uh, funny. Right. He's not publicly making all these statements for entertainment value. But he's certainly doing them for attention. Sure, sure. Uh, cynicism? Right, yeah. And so, you know, like, yes, some people want attention in the form of applause or uh you know positive feedback as their attention for their drug and some people are just trolls and some people the, the provocation
3: yeah. and
0: getting people angry and getting people upset and pushing those buttons is enough for them yeah. and and they don't make a distinction between making people laugh and making people react negatively
3: We talk about this in vilification tennis with the amateurs, when we're running them through the the gamut of how to, how to be a vilifier. And one of the things is, you know, you can go for the joke that gets the groan or gets the reaction or the like, Oh my God. Ugh, grossness. But like, that's never as good as a laugh. You know, like that's not like I could make, I could tell an insult that is just gross. And easily. Those are easy to write. Like, there's all kinds of body effluvia and and things that happen that are nasty. Sure, sure.
2: Yeah, you're talking about it. You're talking about just a straight insult without a a punch. Yeah, no. Right. Right, exactly.
3: And so, like, there's a difference between getting, like Nick is saying, just a reaction versus getting a laugh. You know?
2: No comedian is on stage to make people laugh. You're on stage because you're damaged and need love from strangers. Dana Gould.
3: Agreed. I completely disagree. I'm no longer, I'm, I'm not damaged and I don't need love from strangers. I'm there to make them laugh. That's really? literally it. That's literally it for me. I like, I like, I love hearing people laugh and knowing that that was because of something I wrote or came up with or some dumb thing I did with my body that looked silly in the moment and made them laugh. Like I'm not there because I'm fixing myself.
2: Do you think you can separate the two? Do you think oh, yeah. you can separate what you are from everything that you've been to get you to that point? Yes. Interesting.
3: Because nothing I was I went through is what got me into comedy. I was doing comedy long before I was suffering from mental illness or anything well, like that. Long well, for your diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Is is what? making an audience member laugh or making it making a, a, an audience full of people laugh is that better than cocaine?
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't even, you can't compare them. They're not absolutely.
1: they're not comparable. But, it's, but like they are to me. Do do you want it? Do you want one more than the other?
3: Well, you yeah, because do I don't, well, yeah, because I'm not going to die because I make people laugh.
1: Wow.
3: <laughs> I don't get like, I'm not like miserable laying in bed, trying to fall asleep and wondering if I'm going to have a heart attack tonight because I made people laugh, you know, like that's why I'm saying they're not comparable to me.
2: Literally every year, January-ish, and uh, uh, my, my new girlfriend hasn't gotten to experience this yet, when I have been off stage for a month and a half or whatever, I start, Doing bits and doing routines and doing stuff, and it's like, oh, I I need an audience. No, and it's, to me, it's 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 a need. You know, it's it, yeah. You know, that shot of dopamine, but it's that's where that's where it comes from, dude. I appreciate the craft. You know, I appreciate how do I crap make this? What what's the timing? And it's so hard to teach other people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best part of the music is the parts where there aren't any instruments playing. You know, mm-hmm. just let it sit for a second. Yeah, uh, and they they don't get that. You know, and then. To me it's been frightening but fun negotiating how the world changes. You know, mm-hmm. we now have a bit in our show in in our second most problematic show where before we touch each of the people that we bring up bring up on stage in, in any way, we verbally, visually and comically ask for their consent. Yeah. And they say yes. And the audience loves it. And it's that since there's three of them, it builds up, and the audience nice. loves it, and it also covers all the bases. Yeah, you know,
0: right? Yeah, you know, they nice.
2: the,
0: Go on. Uh, we it, earlier in our in the in the podcast we had Joseph Scrimshaw on as a guest, and he talked about a concept called the joking envelope, which is a, a sort of. Um, area of consent that's established between an audience and a stage performer by attending the show as long as those expectations have been set uh by by the comedian or by the by the act
3: like tim's intro in Bill.
0: right uh whenever there's a vilification tennis show tim starts the show by talking about you know how offensive we are even though you know it's not necessarily always that offensive but he, he pitches it as that It even comes up with, you know, if you don't want to hear a joke about, Tim, what's something that people don't want to hear a joke about?
1: Exploding Puppies.
0: Exploding puppies. exploding puppies then you know maybe now is the time for you to to walk out and you know we're not going to make fun of you whatever and that's the cue to everyone in the back to quick write a joke about exploding puppies because the audience will
3: because they'll, they'll die
0: yeah it doesn't even have to be
3: very funny but yeah. if it's also funny they will lose their shit the yeah. more specific he gets the more they lose their shit when we tell the joke
0: right like so yeah it's uh and i like joking envelope because it makes me think of like a warp bubble in Star Trek, right? Like envelope the in terms of yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So, you know, that, that is a form of consent. Totally. Well, I, I feel honestly, and it's funny coming from
2: me. I feel honestly, we've been coasting. We've been coasting on that more and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. I mean, I've had discussions with people for years, having to defend what it is we do. And, and, you know, and, oh gosh, we just got, we just got, we just got a complaint from somebody last weekend who said if we would make more money if we didn't make the trans rights joke about um, about J.K. Rowling. And honestly, I don't. If you don't support that stance, I don't want your money. Yeah, I take it, but I don't really want it. And yeah. well, and how the to- fuck do they
1: even know that? I mean fine they're like well maybe they gave you one buck instead of five and maybe five other people gave you five bucks instead of one it's like you don't fucking know whether or not we're making more money or less money because we put that joke
2: in there yeah but but people are so entitled these days it look the tiny piece of twitter that's so very very loud on, on the left isn't the real world but they think they are, and they think um, that they can push all the other opinion all, all over the side. Same thing with some of the people from the right. They think that they are – they're speaking for some everyone Some of the else.
3: people from the right.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, but everyone feels entitled. You know? It's, it's that whole it's, – it's that whole you can do whatever you want that your religion says, but that stops at me. But it's the same even for the non-religious. You shouldn't do that joke. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to
0: now. You know,
3: sure, you but can't like do
0: that joke. So, uh, no one is stopping Dave Chappelle from doing comedy, right? And even if quite
3: the opposite, even
0: if Netflix said, you know what, there's been a lot of protests, there's been a, a lot of uproar, uh, we are not going to associate ourselves with Dave Chappelle anymore. He's still gonna have plenty of opportunities to perform. That's not him being silenced, that's not. I mean, yeah, there are people that are saying, like, you know, he shouldn't be able to tell those kinds of jokes. But what they mean by that is not that he should be censored by the government or have his mouth glued shut. What they mean is that, like, hey, this service or this venue or this thing that I enjoy, I am am less thrilled to support that by you supporting him.
3: I will say I feel completely and very certain that people have the right to tell whatever joke they want and they should be allowed to tell whatever kinds of jokes they want wherever. I encourage them to do it so I know who to never give my money to and I know who to avoid. Because if people are feeling like they want to tell racist jokes or they want to tell transphobic jokes, but they can't, so they just won't, but they want to, I would rather them tell them so that I can be like, oh, fuck you. You know, like that's personally, I would rather hear about it because then, because now I know. Oh fuck, Dave Chappelle! I don't need to fucking deal with him. I can just mute him. I don't even have to. I don't even have to think about it.
2: Yeah, you have to wonder. So there's a lot of discussion. You know, uh, 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 by the way, um, my other drug of choice was ecstasy. I ate a whole bunch of ecstasy, but it does not make me a better person. Um, There was a whole lot of a whole lot of discussion about. Pronouns and about uh, 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 trans rights and about uh, identity and about dead naming and all this nonsense and there's some really nonsense 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 from the why 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 do I have to call them that that's nonsense oh Oh,
3: okay 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 here's the thing God
2: even if even if you have vastly different opinions what does it fucking hurt how is that harming you to just show the respect that I don't understand. And I don't
3: know. Nobody knows I wasn't born named Susan. Y'all don't know that it doesn't say Susan on my birth certificate for all you fucking know. That's I told you my name is Molly. So you call me Molly. If I told you my name was Brian, you don't get to say, why is your name Brian? You know, like it's, you just call people what they say.
1: Yeah. We talked about uh, our friend, joseph scrimshaw who's been on the on the podcast a couple of times and and an example that i use that's a that's a non-harm that that's an example that that most people most people can understand when i met joseph everybody called him joe yes just that's just what everybody called him and one day he was just like i really prefer joseph that's what he he just told me you know i i really prefer joseph i'd prefer you call me joseph i'm like oh okay that's that's completely fair that's not something i'm used to but i'm going to work really hard on making sure that i call him by the name that he wants to be called and frankly that's no different than a trans individual saying my name is no longer joe it's lucy right it's saying i want you to call me by the name that i want to be called
0: it, it is think- different for one it is different in one specific way that's, I think is important and that's that uh, people who changed their name from Joe to Joseph aren't getting uh, murdered because of it
1: yeah that is true yeah.
0: and so like like there there are other factors here to, to consider uh, for people that are you know vulnerable in in some ways right?
1: And and um. the example, that's true. And the example that I'm using is basically saying when people are saying, well, it's hard. It's hard uh, for right. me. Yeah, it's yeah. like bullshit. Nobody's- you do it all the time. Yeah, You yeah. do it yeah. all the time. And you were yeah. using that as an excuse yeah. because you don't think that they should be able to do that in the first place. Yeah. You know, when te- people get married, sometimes they change their last name and everybody's like, okay. Yeah, yep. Molly, Molly changed her last name. Pat changed her last name. Those were choices that you both made. And everybody just said, okay. Oh, shit,
3: I had a choice? <laughs> I thought I had to. Nick said I had to. <laughs> what,
0: yeah. yeah
2: <laughs> nothing sums you up other than obedient. That's yeah. so... Oh, that
3: are, was in our vows it, I, I i made sure <laughs> yeah. uh, I, look, we're, we're,
2: we're all on the same we're all on the same page uh, as far as as far as naming and, and everything it's just a sign of respect but my, yeah. the reason why i brought that particular thing up is there has to come a point you would think there has to come a point where a comic is doing something and he's doing something wrong and then this seeps into his knowledge and then you're like oh just don't do that anymore. Yeah, we, we used to we used to use the word retarded in the show, and we're like, yeah. oh, hey, let's we used, not."
3: We have a bunch of jokes we don't tell anymore. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: you just write other ones or p- think b- think more thoughtful words. I still think I'm just as goddamn funny, you know.
0: But. There- yeah, I, I agree. You can you can grow if you're not growing as a as a performer and as a comic that, that says a lot about you. Then honestly. you're
3: then you're not you no. have the same show for forty years. No, no, I mean i am just how, teasing
0: how
2: are they unaware? How are they unaware that the world has changed enough that they need to either adapt or die.
3: They're not unaware. They're, they think it's stupid. And so they're going to fight against it. And there's enough people who agree with them that are still supporting them and while following their podcast and sharing their articles on OAN or whatever the liberal leftist version of that is that's, you know, whatever, like, you know, that's the thing is like, just for every, you know, they, they that Like you said, it's the entitlement thing. If there's one thing that I think social media has really done, it has grown everyone's sense of entitlement because now everyone feels like they are owed an audience mm-hmm. and everyone feels like they are their words have equal worth because they all have a platform. So someone is like, I say something, like if someone says something on Reddit and it gets downvoted, they're like, oh, the, the woke mob is coming after me. And it's like, you got nine downvotes, man. There's nine people who just didn't like what you said. No mob is coming after. You, no one's taking you down. Like it's, but, but everyone has been given this. We've been given this sense of entitlement by being told that, especially starting with the millennial generation and younger, being told that we matter uh, and that our we count and we are just as we are important. And that's true, but I, like not in the way people seem to take it sometimes.
2: I, 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 I prefer a meritocracy, you know, or, on some level. On some level, I, you know, the, that old argument about one of the reasons why uh, uh, Bush got elected is because you wanted to have a beer with him. I don't want to have a beer with my president. I want my president to be the smartest fucking man in the room, exactly. and to, to, you know, to take care of business. Um, uh, but that's what you want
3: because you value intelligence, and other people don't. Other people value good guyness and or, having a beer and or, or cruelty or cruelty. Or, or
0: tribalism, or you know? money,
3: or they value yeah. money. I mean, they, 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 yeah.
0: It, when you get people that are literally saying that the reason they're voting for Trump is to uh, own the libs, and uh, and that it's you know they're they're basically their vote is trolling, right? Like like the point is cruelty.
3: Yeah, but I think that's a lot of these comedians. It's just that they don't. I don't think that they have. They're afraid. They are afraid to change because they they don't know how and they're and,
1: and they're lazy. It's, yeah. it's it's laziness. It's like I found something that works, why should I have to change it? It still works. I mean, Dave Chappelle is in that is in that category, right? He he's still making specials. He's making another special and mm-hmm. he's going to make another special after that and he's going to go on the road and he's going to perform in comedy clubs and Anybody who talks about Dave Chappelle being canceled doesn't even understand what they're talking about. He wasn't canceled. He's he's fine. I mean, it, so is many of the p- people they talk about having been canceled Other than the
2: 15-minute of Famers, okay? Other than the people who don't really, aren't entrenched. Is it even possible to be canceled? From what I'm understanding, Gina Carano's coming back to Mandalorian? Is that true?
3: I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't heard that.
2: Heard that. I, uh, I mean I know she's I know she instantly got other roles and then and there was another big
0: another big, big pop ha- happened you know um I can think and- of a few examples where where canceling legitimately happened and yay and good uh,
3: okay
0: uh, one would be a notable Nazi Richard Spencer.
3: yeah Richard Spencer okay. definitely got canceled uh, Richard and- Spencer
0: has been cancelled cancelled Richard Spencer can't get work he can't speak anywhere. He cool. has successfully been deplatformed. Um, um, Milo. Milo's. Yeah. Milo's.
3: Yeah, yep.
0: Milo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Milo. Yeah. Yep. He has been completely deplatformed. He's fucking broke. Like he is. Is and and you know. Like I wonder if maybe the reason he was allowed to be canceled and the reason he was allowed to fail is maybe because he's gay. But whatever,
2: I don't, I don't care. a niche, and when he couldn't fill that niche anymore, of course they cut him out of there, because he he wasn't, he wasn't their brand.
3: What's interesting is that everyone's all worried about who's getting canceled, and oh my God, people get, but like, what actually has been happening in Hollywood and the entertainment industry for decades, that's real, is people getting blackballed and getting uh, behind the scenes canceled, like, for example, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser disappeared for a long time because he got sexually harassed and uh, and assaulted by a producer. And when he spoke up about it, the producer had him canceled, like behind the scenes in a way that took him out of projects. It happened to actresses. It happened to lots of them when it came to the Weinstein stuff. Weinstein, yeah. So like, that is a thing that actually has happened that no one gives a shit about. And like, all of a sudden now we are worried about like, because, because those are people that matter. So they get to make those decisions. Right. But like, isn't, we, yeah.
2: Isn't outrage part of the necessary street cred for the, for the right? I mean, can't you really not build your brand unless you've Joe Rogan or or Alex Jones enough people? You know, if you want if you want to have credibility to be able to go on Fox News, you got to say stupid shit like Dr. Carlson, right?
3: No. Stoke fear. You have to stoke fear.
2: Well, outrage. And 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 again, man, that's that was Trump's whole brand. Yeah, Let's, let's piss off the left. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm, isn't not that just their drug of choice, right? You know, I yeah. want to own the libs. I want to I want to make them angry. I'm going to say stuff that pisses off the libs. I um I you know, this is uh fascinating because I'm I'm usually pretty pretty uh on top of most political stuff, but I was not aware of the the what what's fuck you Brandon not fuck you Brandon. Um yeah, Let's go yeah, Brandon. Let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. I was completely unaware of that completely unaware of it it's so Uh, stupid it is stupid but there was some dude wearing a let's go brandon shirt when we were in uh disney world this last week um and there were people at a table at dinner that were like yeah let's go brandon and i'm like shut the fuck up i'm eating i couldn't give a fuck about your politics right now i just want to have dinner in epcot and go watch some fucking fireworks yeah and the thing is that there was another dude that walked through the same restaurant Wearing a black Black Lives Matter shirt, and you know what? Nobody said a fucking thing. And and that is that is the difference, right? The outrage culture. They were doing the fuck the the not fuck you, Brandon. I I let's keep go, pre- let's,
3: let's go, go Brandon.
1: Because it's really fuck you, Biden. But right, they, right, they're doing the let's go, Brandon thing because they want to get a reaction from it's other people in the restaurant.
3: And because the right can't mean.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: And, and, oh, uh, Ron, you had a.
2: Oh, no, no, I, I, I've I uh, been through three different topics in the, just in the past couple of minutes. This is, this is great. This is all very so, fascinating.
0: So, uh, another thing, you know, about this outrage, and to bring it back to drug of choice, is some people really get that dopamine hit from social media, and from mm. likes, and from follows, and from retweets, and from that sort of thing. And, you know, it's been made very obvious now that those platforms favor content that makes people mad. Mm-hmm. They propagate and emphasize content that makes people mad, and they they will their algorithm will weigh. It'll make sure that a person who is uh, more liberal sees the the right wing group and gets a chance to angry or react to the posts from it or whatever like and
3: that. And share it to their friends and be like, can so, you fucking believe this? And yeah. So
0: this is, this is a bit chicken and egg here
2: though, because is the uh, algorithm uh, uh, pushing the outrage or is the outrage pushing the algorithm?
3: i would argue that this has been a problem since before social media and that the actual culprit is the 24-hour news cycle oh sure and that as soon as we as soon as we had cable news that was on 24 hours a day and had to make content they started because they didn't have new news there wasn't a there wasn't more news so they had to find a way to talk about the current news for 24 hours and keep people watching, and the only way to do that is to be mad about it, and to just ask questions and to throw out theories and to, and, and all that. And so that is a big part of where this started uh, on on CNN, yeah. on Fox, on but, MSNBC. But you, could,
2: you could also equally argue that when uh, the the Republicans cynically and in, 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 uh, enveloped the uh, you know radical right. You know, for uh, abortion and, and guns as as platforms but as platform drivers, you yep. can do that. Or you could even go back as far as you know, yellow journalism. You know, we've we've always fed on outrage. We've always, oh, yeah. fed, you know, yeah. And, um, and
0: some of the algorithm is probably uh, is a bit chicken and egg, or maybe a bit uh, y because oh, nice. uh, the the algorithms of themselves might not be tuned by a person to favor Mm. negative content it might just be looking at what people are reacting to and it's it's this is what people call ai that's not actually artificial intelligence but it's dynamic programs that that learn and adapt and so these algorithms are learning what people react to and favoring and emphasizing that traffic so we are teaching the machine to make us more mad because we are more interactive with what we're shown when we're mad. Feedback loop. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say one thing I want, I've been thinking about it in the back of my head since you said it, Tim, the whole, like what's better applause or cocaine. And here's the reason I think they're not comparable. It's not because like one is like, Oh, because cocaine's incredible. It's not even that you don't earn cocaine and you don't, you don't, you 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 i never felt i always felt guilty doing doing drugs because i had spent my money on them and because i it, it when it wears off it's gone and it's 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 always it's never i don't know it was never like uh it was never like a thing like this is the greatest i've ever felt in my life that's not it how it was it so it was
2: never an accomplishment
3: Right, and so like uh, the 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 running highs I've gotten, the endorphin highs from from races and runs, the endorphin I, I get from applause that's stuff I earned. I earned that drug, and so I think there's a big difference between drugs you earn and drugs that you pay for, and that's why I think they're not comp- they're not comparable in that way because it's just one of them is like just it it's a powder that turns on lights in my brain. It's a chemical, and the other one is like. It works for me, you know, because I I got up there, I did the funny thing, I wore the risque costume, I took the risks and I got the reward, right? And so that is, I suppose it probably feels very similarly, uh, the people who are really into stock trading. People who do like big stock trades who are like financiers and stuff who get who that's their drug. Right. Like is that rush. Right. I think it's that you earned it. You it was you that did this. Yeah. Well,
2: that's 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 primal all the way down to to go out and hunt and the the joy of the kill. I would also argue that I have spent. Plenty of time having conversations I did not care about in bathrooms to get cocaine. So I believe I did earn it. So (laughs)
1: okay,
0: yeah. yeah, Every 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 uh, every. I I wish I knew how much time I had spent sitting on a dealer's couch and waiting for them to put drugs in a bag and take my fucking money. (laughs) It's probably (laughs) it's probably measurable in days. I
3: would say I would say maybe even weeks. To be honest, that's sad. But like, yeah, Yeah. maybe even.
2: I once did ecstasy and mushrooms at the same time. It's called an MX missile
3: yeah. uh,
0: or a hippie flipping.
2: Yeah. Yes. But I timed it very poorly. Oh no. Three, three o'clock in the morning. I oh. entire I arrest the household was asleep. So I'm sitting there in the darkened house and I'm watching television. what's on that movie, the abyss, And that's (laughs) sinking down all alone to the darkness again. And it's crushing down. I was like, oh my
3: God, that's me. Oh my God. I'm breathing liquid. I'm breathing liquid. (laughs) Oh my God. That's, Uh yeah, I, yeah, I think what's important is that you make your drug happy don't let your drug be anger don't let your drug be rage and to be perfectly frank, I hate that influencer is a job and I hate that people think that being that that everyone deserves to be famous and that if they just work hard enough they can be famous because that's just not it's a luck thing it's not a hard work thing uh, it's, it's the same the
0: job.
1: It's the same thing as believing if you work hard enough, everybody can be rich. It's like, it's not true.
3: Yep. Uh, there are plenty yep. of
1: people that work plenty hard and never get rich.
3: Uh, I know all so right. many people who measure their worth in followers and it's really sad. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: All right. Well, so, uh, we got to get to five questions.
3: Okay. Uh, well, let me just say, let
2: me just say one more yeah. thing though. And because I just want, I, I, we don't need to comment on it at all. But if I were the right, I would be taking my goddamn vaccines because right now, There is a very good possibility that we are going to win on the strength of the people who have died from not taking the vaccine.
1: And I don't I would love to say I feel bad about it, but I don't. Um, It's like it's like if you're if you're a member of a death cult, as as they seem to be at this moment, then just fucking die. Just just get it over with.
3: Yeah, um, it, it's their own fault. They're yeah. the ones who have decided to politicize it. So yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I literally don't understand.
2: And and it's back to like the same thing we we're talking about the comics. I literally don't understand their thought process with the whole uh, un unvaxed, unmasked, unafraid,
3: uninformed. <laughs> wow, wow. <and> how, <laughs> how can
2: you be no.
3: um, Uh, I'm alive. I'm breathing.
1: (laughs) I'm vaxxed and totally unafraid. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Anyway, uh, five questions. Ron, you uh, have brought five questions for us, I believe.
2: I have. I have brought you five questions. Um, Question number one What has been your favorite five questions question?
1: Oh, Jesus. Uh... I,
0: I wish I could remember who sent them. I think it was... Oh, shit, shit, shit. Uh, the Irish... Just keep going. Yeah, anyway. Uh, we had someone give us five questions that was a, uh, a, a small role-playing experience.
1: Oh, yeah, that was fun.
0: Where uh, the the five questions were pseudo choose your own adventure that had a, a continuity or a narrative uh, to them. And it was like fairies fun. or something, perhaps.
2: Was the was the throughput for it? Was say the second? Was it like the fairies or something? Was the throughput for it? I I can't even remember. Because yeah. I
0: think I think I recall it. Yeah. 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 It, it
3: was it was uh it was just a they were it was a series of uh,
0: of continuing questions. Yeah.
3: I don't I don't remember. But it was
0: who very like Zork, like you know you are in a dark room blah 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 you know which way do you want to go type <laughs> of a thing. and and that was super fun uh that was a really great time there's clearly a lot of uh fourth thought put there, effort made and also uh the majority of the time i end up being the one to dm so it's always nice to play a little
1: (laughs) (laughs) ah man you know i'll just go with something basic i I really like the favorite conspiracy theory question, especially when somebody comes up with a conspiracy theory that I've never heard before, and then I just go look at it, and I'm like, "Jesus fucking Christ, this is nuts!" Uh, I conspiracy theories entertain the shit out of me, so I, I'm gonna go go for that one.
3: I boy, I really somebody once asked us, oh my god, I'm not gonna remember to get how to get it right, but it was like they. They asked us something that was like, like, what religion would you be and why? Like, if you had to be a religion, gun to your head, you know, like you can't be an atheist, what would it be? And that was an interesting one to think about. Just because like, I feel like it's really easy just to pick one that seems like the least amount of work. But like, I really thought about it a lot in terms, you know, and it was, yeah, I I like, I I don't know. I'll always like answering questions. So I've never, I don't know if I've ever gotten a five, set of five questions where I was like, I don't know. Except maybe that one with the four lights. That one, I didn't know what to do with that. It was very funny though. So I liked it. See, I I like them all. I don't know, don't make me pick my child.
2: I uh, uh, mine's really basic as well. It's honestly, I mean, and I've loved them all, and I've i loved the, the the takeoff and the discussions. But my my favorite one is what's your favorite sandwich? Uh,
3: oh yeah. Oh, are because you it... asking of our questions as opposed to the ones other people have asked us?
2: Of all of all of the questions. Oh, it, okay. Okay. My, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: I just um. chose one that we asked because it was easier.
3: Out of the ones we asked, I like the "What God or Goddess do you wish was real?"
1: Oh yeah, that was. I like that
3: one. Or what supernatural deity do you wish yeah. was real? I like mm-hmm. that question. Mm-hmm.
1: All
3: right. Question what was your two. worst dining
1: experience? Worst dining experience.
3: I oh. ate at a TGI Fridays in Times Square in 1996, and I ordered seven layer nachos. And when they came, they had—I am not even exaggerating—an inch of oil floating on the top of the cheese. And I asked the server, what, what's going on? I realized, yes, I was 18 and eating at a TGI Friday's in Times Square. I understand this. We didn't know where else to go. Times Square in the 90s. Two, yeah, two 18 year olds in Times Square in 1996. We didn't know where to go. So we went to TGI Friday's and it was so gross. And I tried to eat it. The server assured me it was how it came. And was very like disdainful, like classic New York. You always hear about when you don't live there. And I was just like, oh, and I, I ate them and I got the worst food poisoning. I was sick for like the next two days. Ruined the trip. It was I, I will never forget it because I just remember it was like, trust your instincts, Molly. If something looks bad, don't eat it.
1: <laughs> OK, so um, the, we've we've talked a little bit about fears. Right. And, and my fear, I'm afraid of fish um, and I don't eat fish because I don't like them. But I do eat crustaceans. I eat, I eat shrimp. I'll eat lobster. Um, We when I right after I graduated from high school, my family went to uh, France and we're in Paris and we ordered something on the menu that was shrimp. And I was very excited about it because I like shrimp. And it it was it showed up and the shrimp still had eyes (laughs) and and the eyes are what freak me out about fish. So all I remember is sitting there at the table looking at these shrimp going, they have eyes. I can't uh, eat them. Uh, uh. It was I don't know what they taste. It wasn't a bad. I never tried them. I didn't I didn't touch them. And I just felt I felt terrible because, you know, it was this nice restaurant in France. My parents are paying for this trip, you know, and uh, I didn't we didn't have a lot of money. And uh, I was like, I'm not. I can't touch this food. I I cannot do it.
3: Not with the heads, not with the heads on. So, yeah,
0: yeah. the uh, Convergence, our our convention here in Minnesota that we are are linked to with our podcast birthday, uh, used to be in this same hotel that was uh, a Doubletree, a Radisson, uh, a Sheridan, Sheridan, right? Mm -hmm. So, across the street uh, in this like a joint parking lot was a, uh, a TGI Fridays. Another TGI another Fridays. Another TGI Fridays. <laughs>
3: uh, and we used to
0: have this tradition where, you know, you'd get out of the hotel for at least one meal, go over to the TGI Fridays, you know, see tons of people in their costumes, eating food, drinking or whatever. I had my own personal tradition, which is I would order the biggest fucking frozen alcoholic drink. I could, like a mudslide or something and just like, you know, like a milkshake with booze. And, uh, you know, I'm having trouble remembering for some reason what it was that was actually so upsetting, but they fucked up our order.
3: It was that I ordered, I ordered my food with no onions or green onions and they brought it back and they brought it out and had onions. And I was like, I'm sorry. I asked for this with no onions. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they brought it back with, I shit you not more green onions on it like it felt deliberate and he ordered quesadillas that came out covered in bacon bits
1: and i don't eat pork <laughs> and you can't eat bacon and, and, and we were
3: like why it, would quesadillas have bacon bits and it none wasn't it, listed
0: on the ingredients none of it was right on think, the menu right? yeah so
3: and they were so
0: absolutely unhelpful unapologetic rude. and and rude about the whole thing that we we uh, we declared vendetta and said we would never eat there ever again. In
3: fact, I was like, I believe I was like, I can't believe this. I get, I get, I decided that I would end my 1996 vendetta. I have chalked that up to New York City. Oh fuck, New York! What was I thinking? Eating in Times Square and then this, yeah. So it was clearly yeah. TGI. Fuck TGI Fridays. So fuck
0: TGI Fridays.
2: The official be, uh, stance
3: of geeks of that god.
2: I also used to be a a, wait, a waiter and wait. Trainer at TGI Friday, so I'm with you. Oh,
3: oh, yeah. Wow. So it's
1: your fault.
0: Yeah. As as much as as much as anyone might hate an Applebee's or a Chili's or a TGI Fridays, I don't think it's possible for you as a as a customer to hate those establishments more than the people that work there.
3: And I want to be like really clear that we were very polite. And and kind and understanding, but like when she came back over and and she's like, "Is something still wrong?" And I was like, "I'm sorry," but like so, I asked it to have the onions removed, and it came back with more. And I honestly feel like I'm being pranked. And she was like,
2: "Uh," "Oh, on you Uh,
3: to me," and walked away. And I was like, "Okay, like I don't know what I I don't know what to do." (laughs)
2: Um, before I got out of the navy a friend of mine asked me to drive their daughter from one end of the country to the other, like from Ver- Norfolk, Virginia to San Diego.
3: Sure.
2: And we got caught in an ice storm and ended up uh, in a hotel in Abilene. Pretty sure it was a rent by the hour hotel. And oh yeah. We pretty sure that they were very disappointed with the hidden cameras that she and I weren't. Uh, <laughs> um, we ordered uh in the ice storm, in the snow, we ordered a delivery from, like, Pizza Hut or some food chain. Had some pasta dish. Mm-hmm. And then spent the next three days with the toilet frozen over on the toilet.
3: From oh, the my bed. God. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: that, was, that was not good.
1: Hmm. My, awesome. I, just, I just had shrimp with eyes on it. Whatever. Okay.
2: <laughs> Question number three. What would be your top get? Your top get to interview on this show, and try to keep it something that's possible, because you know oh. Carl well,
0: Sagan would great, great. Right?
1: That's you know, no what? fun. All uh, right, no, no, no. And, no. All right, yeah, by, by possible you mean like alive, right? Like
0: so I, I yeah,
2: can't say yeah, like, yeah, like not, uh, not, not so far out of the realm that it's you know you know the Abrahamic
0: God himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next up uh, on GDL, me. <laughs>
3: Uh, thank you. Oh, you know, I would really I would really like to have uh comedian Daniel Sloss on, uh who I am pretty sure is an atheist, the way he has talked in his, his things, but also uh he is a prime example of how you can tell horrifying jokes without uh I hate People who say punching down, I just, I hate that term. It doesn't, it's lost all meaning. Uh, it's what people who don't do comedy say when they want to prove that a joke is, is un- oh, you sh- comedy should only punch up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, but he, he, he can make jokes about disability, make jokes about rape, make jokes about these things. And the jokes aren't, they aren't like awful. They aren't making fun of the victims. They don't make victims feel bad. They are still fucking hilarious he I it's it's masterful and I would love to talk to him about his process and and also his uh unbelief I think would be I would be very interested to talk to him you should check him out Ron he has got a bunch of specials it's fucking amazing
2: uh remind me I'm absolutely I will
3: will.
1: trying to think of uh, somebody that that is like I feel like they're they're a secret atheist and they don't tell anybody I I I ryan wilson who played uh, dwight schrute on uh, the office feels like a dude who probably is uh is of that bent Ray-
3: Rayne wilson?
1: Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd,
3: uh, yeah, rain wilson oh i i don't yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah uh, i so and he's super fucking funny uh he's, yeah and so i i would be very interested to get him on the podcast and find out what he actually believes
0: Uh, You know, if we're we're going with uh, atheist comedians, uh, uh, David Cross.
3: Ooh, Ooh. yeah!
0: Would be great. Uh, He's he's very funny. He's an incredibly vocal atheist. Uh, He has a very funny bit about being uh, half-Jewish and telling someone that he's an atheist and having them be like, well... Uh, to tell me, you know, is your mother Jewish? She's like, yeah. Well, sorry, you're Jewish. <laughs> yeah, She's like, yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, my heritage and not my yeah. religion. I'm an atheist, and they're like, ah, the two aren't mutually exclusive. Sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. like Yeah, it's it's. He's a funny guy.
1: And I want to revise. I want to revise my statement. I, I actually would like to get Jordan Peele, because Ooh, holy yeah. shit. Like it'd be interesting
3: would, to talk to about religion Ooh. and I wonder how yeah. what, he, what his what his
1: affiliation is. What he says it is and what it really is. Um <laughs> you know well yeah
3: yeah know. both yeah
1: anyway all right so what about you Ron What's
0: what's your best get for us
3: who do you want to yeah who you do you want to hear, yeah, want hear could, on our show
2: if I can give you
0: a, a gift
2: uh all along I was thinking uh Neil deGrasse Tyson oh. and I don't think yeah. you know because he was he was at Tam uh but it also just occurred to me uh, Neil Stevenson would be.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great. I would yeah. love to talk to Neil I'm, Stevenson.
0: I'm reading uh, Termination Shock right now. I just finished the last Expanse novel, so I'm reading his latest. It's uh, a little bit too real. I. Uh, uh,
3: pandemic y. Yeah, climate <laughs>
0: apocalypse, near future.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, question four. Uh, question four. Um, what person, celebrity or not, has most disappointed you by expressing views lacking in critical thinking?
3: Mm.
2: While you think, if you want, I'll, I'll tell you mine. Yeah, or yeah. More room? Um, so we know I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and specifically original series, specifically Shatner. And uh, a couple years, about three years ago today, in fact, uh, I went to meet him at some event in Ticonderoga, New York. Uh, paid for the meet and greet and I paid for the, the tour and I paid for all this and I paid for him speaking the following day. Convinced Byron Miller, I still feel guilty about this, to also watch him speak the following day. And so my Captain Kirk gets up there and starts talking about the most woo-laden bullshit in the world and about how the water knows this and then there's a vibration in the star and I'm like, please, please stop.
3: Right? Please stop! Right? You're killing me. My mom feels this. My mom feels the same way about him. She's like, I just can't fucking... She's like, my, my hopes and dreams just shattered. Uh, I know mine. Yeah. yeah.
0: Chris Pratt. Yeah. I
1: was oh, thinking of him.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's like... And he is smart enough to keep his, he's his dumb mouth shut. But uh, he belongs to a church that's super he's fucked up uh and uh he is not doing much to to convince the world that he is not a part of all that bullshit I'll,
3: I'll do you one better he cheated on his wife who's oh, yeah. brilliant funny and beautiful cheated on his wife left her with their kid their kid who's had a bunch of health problems he's got all kinds of like issues I think he might even have like a disability uh, went off with a new wife married her, has a baby and then posted a picture of her about how lucky she he is to have her and how like she's so hot and, she, and they have a perfectly healthy baby daughter and like said all this shit that was just, he's so insensitive and gross and misogynist in his like casual Ownership of wo- of a woman way, like just what?
0: Yeah, it's it's real disappointing.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah, Ricky yeah, Gervais. I I was a. I was such a big fan of his, yes, and uh, not just you know from his comedy, but also his outspoken atheism stuff and the way he. But then he just he just did the thing where the way Bill Maher did, where he just started being an asshole about it. Just you know, like, yeah. Being an asshole about it. Just you know, like. Oh, we're getting a lot. Of we're, getting a lot a echo, we're getting
2: a lot of. Wow. Echo. Wow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's a there's some sort of glitch in the matrix right here. Sorry about that. Is that any better? I know. I won't Somebody. know
3: until we talk. Oh, huh? seems better. Seems better. Okay. <laughs> all right.
1: Uh, 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 are you there?
2: Oh, I thought you were
1: talking. Yeah, I'm no. here. Uh, yeah. Shit. What was I gonna say? Um, what were you gonna say? I t- fuck. I can't remember. I just had it in my head, and then this whole, all this other shit happened. Yeah. Well, uh, well, oh, 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 I got it. I got it. John Cleese. Oh uh, yeah! He's like Ugh. he's so smart and so witty, and like twenty years ago he was he was on the exact opposite side that he is now, and you're just like, oh shit!
0: Which which topic? Big J.K. <laughs> Rowling supporter.
3: Uh yeah, uh, gender, uh race, immigration, yeah. Uh Something Britain, for, Britain for Britons, and all that shit. Also, like he, yeah.
1: In the big schism of the Monty Pythons, between the the former Pythons who were like, "Yeah, a lot of the jokes we did back then were really, really bad," and uh, and we know better now, which is yeah. what you really should say. Cleese is on the, yeah, you know, they were funny, you yeah. know. He, he's Everyone's like, What's too big... sensitive. Everyone's too sensitive. Instead of going, "Yeah, I can understand why why we need to do better," and why why things have changed and why what we did back then wasn't okay. Yep. Um, and we, if we did it now, we sh- we should do better.
0: Um, you know, uh, there was a, the, the latest episode of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, they make lethal weapons seven. And this is, this is significant because in two previous episodes of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, they made lethal weapon five and six. Uh, and a part of that was, uh, Mac, the character Mac, uh, who is Mac McElhenney, the, the creator of the show, uh, doing blackface to portray uh, Murtaugh. Actual blackface. Actual blackface, right? Wow. And, and within the context of the show, they're making it very clear that what he's doing is unacceptable and, and they're bad. They're all bad people. They are all bad people doing bad things. But those shows have been pulled from streaming services. Those episodes, the, those episodes sorry. The cast has come out and been like, oh yeah, we fucked up. That, that's not funny now. But in this latest episode, they do Lethal Weapon 7 and the characters sitting around and talking about the movie that they're writing, they're saying things like, yeah, maybe we don't do blackface in this yeah, one. That Mac, was Mac,
3: you can't do blackface. Mac, you can't do blackface. D is like, I probably I did blackface too. It's like, yeah, and it's like, you know, didn't Frank do yellowface? He's like, I definitely did. We shouldn't do that. You know <laughs> And
0: the characters within the show itself sat down and addressed all the fucked up shit they've done in the show. And exactly. saying that it's that it's then, that it's not acceptable. And then they're like, it's
3: bad. And then they're like, we need to hire actors of color. So we who do we know? And then they you know, so of course they get a, a pimp and a prostitute. And they're like, this this isn't good. This isn't good. That all we know are the only people of color we know are are the people of the bridges. That says more about us than it does about them. That's not that's on us. That's on us. And it's really and- it's funny and. Woke and good and yeah,
0: but they're all still idiots. They're all still <laughs> offensive. Like, they're they're barely growing as characters at all, but they're not changing their style of humor. It's great. it's, yeah. it's great. It's a it's very impressive.
1: All right. Well, anyway, John Cleese. Fuck that guy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Question number five.
2: Question number five. Um, I can't pick. Uh go with the, go with the simpler one. What drug would you do now?
3: Oh, yes,
2: you have to do one, Tim.
3: Tim, let's say it's, 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 it, there will be no bad repercussions afterward. It's, it's going to be like a switch turning off and you feel normal afterward.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a hard one for me. I've always said that I'm just not interested. I really am not. So I guess if I was going to do a drug, I'd probably like a pop brownie or something. Yeah. Because at least I'd have a brownie. Uh, if
0: I if I'm picking Tim's drug, I pick ecstasy. I also pick ecstasy, <laughs> <and> Tim,
3: <laughs> because I honestly think that not in that way like people should be forced, but I do think everybody would benefit from doing ecstasy once in their life, just because it kind of it can it can help loosen up some emotional stuff for a lot of people. I think it's uh It was, yeah, de- I mean, it was developed to process trauma. Yeah,
0: so. it it obviously yeah. has a no lot of. All to me. Yeah. <laughs> It, it has some psychological uses, and it's it's really fucking fun.
3: If I um, could, yeah, that's if I could, if I could, um, if I could get like MDMA, like not full of fillers or bullshit or speed or whatever the fuck is always mixed in with it. I, ecstasy is what I would pick for me. Same.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, acid was fun too, but man, the, what's the old statement? You're done with the acid long before the acid's done with you. Yeah.
3: I feel like once you've done acid a couple times, you're like, yep, this is acid and this is what it does. But like, I've never, I've never d- taken X, ex- like ecstasy that wasn't full of shit that made me feel bad. But like the actual MDMA drug itself, like I've never done that and been like, what a waste of my time. <laughs> like, <laughs> we,
2: we Tortugas uh, did a whole bunch of X ex- that at a party um, two days or three days before an audition in Orlando for Disney, <laughs> <laughs> or, it was cut with something. I don't. We don't even know what.
0: Yeah.
2: But was, two or three days later, we're auditioning for Disney, and we're still like just crunching oh, our teeth. Yeah, yeah. oh,
3: that, that speedy we did shit! Get that job. I yeah. I I took what someone told me was ecstasy once and went to the Renaissance Festival. This was a long time ago. Uh, first and, of all, don't don't do that second of all uh it wasn't ecstasy i don't know what the fuck it was but it was awful and uh just made us want to, we just sat in a field feeling bad for two hours and the only thing that made it better was there was a sheepdog demonstration so i got to watch sheep being <laughs> ran around by a dog and that was pretty good but otherwise it was yeah yep,
0: yep. ron your your uh ecstasy before your audition thing reminds me of I uh I did acid the night before my ACTs. Uh, So I was up till, you know, like four or five in the morning and then got a few hours of sleep and then went and took my ACTs.
3: Let me just tell you, if we'd met in high school, he would not have been into this. (laughs) 32 out of 36, baby.
2: (laughs) I guess guess you can't argue with the results. Uh, Ricky and I uh, were on our way to a show in Texas and we stopped at a show that we weren't working because it was like back when it was just the two man show of us on the road uh, that we were not working in Atlanta. We did. Uh, we It was like, well, we're not working. We're just showing up in costume, doing some costume stuff. So we're going to eat this ass of the night before. And then the next morning when we're exhausted and we're now required to be front the stage, we're like, look, all we have to do is just don't fall down. As long as we don't fall down. Oh my God. Yes. that <laughs> is absolutely foreshadowing. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> three different times while we were taking photos. So, yeah.
3: Now. Well, I doubt this will ever happen to any of you, but let me tell you: don't run your first marathon and then smoke a bunch of cigarettes and do a bunch of drugs afterward. <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs>
2: Guarantee you, I'm not gonna do that one. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: You're not feel like
3: you're celebrating, but you're not. It's the
0: Easiest <laughs> advice ever.
2: <laughs>
1: Zero of those things are ever gonna happen <laughs> for me. So, uh, but thanks, thanks anyway. I really appreciate it, Ron. Uh, as always. Pleasure to have you on Geeks Without God. Uh, I don't even know. It's been a bunch. We're closing in on our 500th episode, and uh, we wouldn't have gotten
2: there without you. Uh,
1: it's
3: true. It's been at least, it's got to have been 20 times by now, yeah. right? Uh, I
2: think it's like 17.
3: Oh, oh. all right. All Barely right, legal.
0: Well, we'll get to work on that. We need to quick have Jeremy on a whole bunch of times in a row. <laughs> <No>! <laughs>
1: Uh, thank you very much Ron uh, we have been Geeks Without God if you enjoy our show you can support us on Patreon you can get episodes early you would have listened to this episode already if you just supported us for a couple of bucks a month uh, you can also send in five questions your own any five questions you can ask us how many lights are there five times except don't or you, do that that's already We you can ask done.
3: Tim what drug he has to do he has to I have to do
1: a drug <laughs> You're going to ask me that five times. Uh, seriously, any five questions, we will take them, we will answer them, and then we'll make fun of you later for it. It'll be great. So uh, please join oh us. Uh,
2: Someone's going to submit, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself?
1: <laughs> so please join gonna us be my brother. Uh, We're going to be here uh, usually Usually Tuesdays is when this happens. So we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Could I just have a pot brownie without the pot? Mmm, brownies. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We are geeks we geeks we geeks without god we do not recognize moral authority. We don't accept it superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Geeks without God. And you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. Geeks without God. God.
3: Question five. Oh, I don't know. (laughs)